Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gilcast. We are recording this on a Monday morning. Uh, Sammy, I believe, was coming back from his 19th wedding of the summer and got caught in combination uh, Thanksgiving California traffic. Uh, really, really something that uh, nightmares are made of. So Monday morning, I'm Davis Maddock. I'm joined by Sammy Reed and, uh, and Nate Noling on a, a dreary for some Sunday morning. Not dreary for all of us, though, Sammy. No, things are things are good here. I have to apologize to the people. Um, you know, I know you East Coasters wanted this on your commute. I blew it for you. Like much much apologies. It was a tough scene for me. How many more weddings do you have left this season, Sammy? I mean, that's this is- that's it. This was this was the last one. It wasn't actually a wedding. It was just Thanksgiving stuff. Davis is being a tongue in cheek, but I mean, it was it was a lot more funny the way I said it though. Yeah, way way to blow it, Nate. Way to blow it. This is this is like going. your lineups yesterday. This is just you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy wastes no time getting right into it. Thanks, buddy. Just so uh just I mean like so people know. Uh I lost money last week. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and actually it's it's a it's sort of a good thing that uh we've had like twenty four hours to sit and marinate on the slate because I've got I've got some just hot fire material ready for Nate Noling when we uh, when we get to discussing um, a few different parts of our lineup. So, uh, starting out at quarterback, did all three of us play Lamar? Did we have universal agreement on Lamar there? No, yeah. I had Mahomes. I wanted you to play Jameis so bad and get the oh, zero touchdown this is, game. This is bad. This yeah, is this bad is for the brand. Yeah, this is very uncomfortable. Uh, so why, why did you play Mahomes over Lamar? Not even that I think it was bad. I looked at it, but, uh, it would have resulted in me playing Sammy Watkins, which I'm very glad that I, I did not do. I had him relatively close, uh, overall. And I think I just, Mahomes has been running more. He's like fully healthy. I, and I just gave the bump to, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like, Mahomes over Jackson was like a two point difference. It was, it was like a half a point, but um, that's just how I ended with construction standpoint. So. Yeah. I mean, I guess that, uh, I guess that, you know, that's fair. So why did, why Sammy, were you not afraid for it? Cause, cause 
this was the lowest owned Lamar has been that I've ever played him. He was uh, in the massive $50 double up. He was 23% owned. So that, that I pretty much every other time we've played Lamar, he's been over 50%. So why don't you explain to the people why we were not afraid of the San Francisco 49ers defense? Uh, I, I think it's because against Lamar Jackson, talent is somewhat irrelevant, like the talent of the defense, because A, he's going to be more talented than them straight up, but B, it really comes down to like scheme, and no scheme has been able to stop Lamar yet. You know, it's like you can be as fast or as good as you. It's like when people play Madden, and they play with like the best team on Madden, um, but your scheme is just so good, it doesn't matter, and you whoop fools with like the Oakland Raiders or whatever. That's kind of what Lamar Jackson is like right now. And he was getting a severe discount. He was down to seven grand, which is like 600 bucks less than he's been on average the last couple of weeks. And it was like, wow, we're getting literally the best fantasy player outside of Christian McCaffrey at a severe discount, literally because of the matchup, which I don't think matters. And, uh, and he was just a lock button for me from the very beginning. Well, actually, he's, he's been better. He has been he has no player has scored more fantasy points than uh, than Lamar Jackson. If you if you're including the way the DraftKings works with the bonuses, Lamar's been number one. So I thought there were four quarterbacks in play. Um, I thought it was Mahomes, Jackson, uh, Goff, and Wentz. Why didn't you guys pay down? I was looking at that. I mean, because uh, Carson a construction thing. So, like, this is the – no, it wasn't a construction thing. The lineups with Wentz were actually way better because it got you to Devontae Adams instead of two 5K wide receivers. But uh, the DailyRoto.com optimizer, actually, it doesn't have a cuck button to push for, for quarterbacks. So, it, it, it actually doesn't know that Carson Wentz is one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL. So, uh, while Drew Dinkmeyer and my buddies played, just they just play the optimal and it scored 220 points, uh, I was not able to get there because I, I've actually watched Carson Wentz play football and I just, I was incapable. Like, yeah. and also... Oh, Wentz, Wentz smashed. Wentz yeah, I mean, he... So did God. Okay. Yeah. No. They. You guys, I'm just figuring this out. Like, I was traveling all day yesterday. I almost have no idea what happened. Yeah. Wentz. Wentz had a. Wentz had a huge game. Could have actually had even a bigger game. Honestly. Uh. They. They got. They were inefficient in the red zone a couple of times. But. Uh. I've just. Like. I've watched Carson Wentz play, and I think his. I think Wentz's range of outcomes is like even bigger than someone like Goff, or even bigger than someone like Jameis. So I just. I was not interested in playing him. Yeah. I, yeah, he just has this, such a high failure rate. Like, his range of outcomes is ridiculous because he's terrible. And he can have one of those games where he just, like, keeps getting sack fumbled. And I wasn't interested in it. Like, again, in cash games, like, we want a high floor. And there is no player that has a floor like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he just he's never, was, ever, ever getting less than 20 in this game. Like, especially because, you know, he's playing the fourth quarter, which I actually I viewed that as a big plus. And and Lamar, they uh, there was a stretch in the fourth quarter where each team went four and out twice. So the, the 49ers went four and out twice. The, like, so there was there was about a nine minute stretch where no team was scoring, like neither team was scoring any fantasy points. And if either of those teams had broken through and the other team was forced to try harder and like, you know, throw the ball instead of like running all these like Gus Edwards up the middle plays or, or Matt Breida plays like th- this game could have gone like a much different way. And Lamar could have got, you know, his usual 35 points. Yeah. I thought Goff was in play in cash games. I don't think I was ever going to get to Wentz, but Goff in this game where there was going to be so much plays 
in this Arizona defense, I think Goff was I'm, – I'm bummed I didn't look at more builds with Goff. I mean, Goff well, was, I mean, I, I really loaded up on Goff in tournaments, but I, I'm not playing Jared Goff in cash. He could be playing the Penn State Nittany Lions, and I don't think I'd play him in cash. I was closer to playing the Cardinals defense in cash than I was to playing Goff in cash. I, I did play the Cardinals defense in cash, so – yeah, that, that lineup construction was fine, I think. I, Cardi was actually the one that talked me out of it, out of the, the, the Cardinals defense Cardinals thing. D. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was quarterback. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Mahomes was bad. Like, it was fine, whatever. And, and obviously he ran bad with the Raiders, being completely unable to score any, uh, any fantasy points at all. So moving on to, uh, to running back, we all played different plays. So I, I, we all played CMC, and I think that was it. I think that was the only guy that we all three had. And, uh, of course, we, we got CMC's floor game. This was his second worst game of the year. Um, Kyle Allen, man, like, let's just, let's just be done with it. Let's just be done with Kyle Allen as an NFL quarterback. I, I would be very happy if I never had to watch this guy play again. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, I can't believe I, I actually like thought that Carolina would win this game and put points on them in my confidence pool. I have no confidence in them. Yeah, uh, Kyle Allen is like, um, I don't know. I don't have it like he just he's like he's like uh, he's like a poor man's Jake Plummer. He he's just like, like, he's like he's like Jared Goff on a bad team. Oh yeah, I mean, well, except his weapons are even better than Goff. Like, like CMC, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. Like those guys are all better than the Rams players. I think. God, that's actually true. When, so I don't know. When McCaffrey Dude, they were ten point home favorites against Washington and and got it pushed in. I mean, this was this was a really bad scene for them. Yeah, McCaffrey had like a fifty percent completion percentage on this. He had thirteen targets and only came up with seven of them, which is just I don't know how you don't complete those targets to CMC. It was just, it was tilting. Yeah, this is I mean, in, in the third quarter, they, they didn't get a first down in the third quarter. I mean, he should have, he, he should have smashed. You get 13 targets. Like how did he only get 17 DraftKings points? Leonard Fournette will teach him about <sighs> catch rate, buddy. Oh boy. Yeah. So, oh so I played, I, the running backs that I played were Christian McCaffrey, Miles Sanders, and Leonard Fournette. I thought that McCaffrey and Sanders were stone cold locks. Um, the things that I debated doing in flex were, I actually did look at the double tight end lineup with, uh, I looked at Boyle it with doubt. Well, I looked at it with Dallas Goddard when I thought that Ertz wasn't going to play. And I actually probably would have played that lineup had, uh, had Ertz been inactive. I would have played, I would have played Dallas Goddard in the flex and I would have played, um, uh, probably Devonte Adams over Alshon Jeffrey or uh, done that and then got off of Auden Tate, who I also played, but uh, ended up going with Leonard Fournette. He, our, our projections really liked him, like obviously much more uh, than I like Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette, one of my least favorite players in the NFL. Uh, Nate, why don't you tell the people the play that you made at running back? I played Fournette. Because you're good. As well, which was fine. So I went CMC, Fournette, and then Lindsey. I went Lindsay over Sanders, which was the which was the mistake. <laughs> oh, why don't why don't you just why don't you just break the logic down in that decision? I wish that you could post your dumbass uh, little graph of like comparing all of their stats right now. I wish that the people could be seeing this. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it was just it was a so mis- mentally weak. Bro. <laughs> that graph is very mentally weak. I had I had Sanders and. Uh, Lindsay for similar workload projections overall, but I thought that Sanders in a game that Philly should have gotten up a ton 
wasn't going to get the passing work in the second half that he needed to, to, to push him past. And I just didn't see like, if Philly gets up two scores here, I didn't see them running the ball. You thought they were going to turn to Jay Ajay. You're not going to pound the ball with Miles Sanders 20 times when you're up with the lead, but the Dolphins kept it close and they needed. I mean, what did you think? You thought, you thought that you thought Philadelphia was good. You thought they were just going to like, it would be the second game all year where they put anyone away. Literally, they have put one team away, and it was because of the defensive special teams touchdown. It was the New York Jets, and that's it. I mean, literally, the line closed at 10.5 spread, which was the second highest spread on the week. Like, I bet so the like, Dolphins because it was a bad line. I don't believe in bad lines in the NFL, NFL betting market. No, there's no such thing as a bad line, yeah. but they're so, – yeah. I mean, so that's the thing. If you think it's going to be a 10.5-point spread, which was as – Second highest spread on the on the week. Like I didn't think going into the second half. Yeah, but running back, like Lin- Lindsey was just an egregious play, dude. Like Tara bad. Over yeah. Sanders, dude. Sanders was like just the nuts, Nate. This was horrible. Was bad, yeah, you were dude, you were I, dead. I you were dead on the first drive. Sanders was playing eighty percent of the snaps, and he was getting like a, a buttload of targets. What was what was Nate? Sanders Nate was ready for the Nate was uh he pressed the narrative he pressed the narrative button in his model where Jai was getting all the second half revenge carries for the Dolphins Ooh, trading him carries. Yeah, yeah, you got to have that. Sanders ball. had not seen over ten percent of the targets yet. But he, he bet on the was, field. He just like you gotta get you gotta give you gotta give some credence to the fact that the dude was just on the field. He played eighty five percent of the snaps. That's more. That's like more than anyone. That's like basically more than everyone but McCaffrey and and, uh, and Zeke. You are totally overplaying Sanders' workload over the past couple weeks. No, because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look at a two game sample size and say that's how they're gonna call their plays going forward. I'm gonna look at a two game sample size and say this dude was on the field because they don't trust Boston Scott and Jai is trash and say that like it, that dude it, in week twelve he had twelve carries, fifty percent of the rushing attempt share, and five targets for eleven percent of the team targets. And then I, in I, I thought you just said he didn't have more than ten percent. Well, I mean it was like ten ten to twelve percent. It's and Nate, then in, do you understand like a two-game NFL sample size is like, like it's like one quarter of an NBA game in terms of interactions. When it comes to workload, though, that's what we have to project off of. A lot of times, it's only. A well, what are you? What are you? What What were you projecting JHI for? Like, like how? What were your? What were your? T- I mean, he was in optimals. He was in optimals for us at an eight percent target share for right, so for I, the Eagles. So offense. I had Miles Sanders at a fifty percent share of the running attempts and a ten point four percent share of the target share. Well, you should have been playing Jai if you had him for fifty percent of the rushing attempts. Like, I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. He Wait, should have. So been, I had did, him what at did 30... Lindsay end up doing? What did what? What did Lindsay end up doing? He got like eight points. He was horrible. I mean, Lindsay ended up getting. What did Lindsay get? Um, 20, yeah, he, 20, 20 touches. I'm, I'm pulling it up now. Yeah, 17 he, rushes, 58 yards. Lindsay got the workload. I don't feel dumb about the workload at all. Lindsay got um, – yeah, I mean, he, he just didn't – he had 17 hey, He had seventeen rushing attempts and three targets. Like, I don't feel – Something bad. Something you didn't probably take into account is that Derwin James was back for the Chargers. What, what about the fact that the, the Broncos had a team total of, like, 16 and the, and the Dolphins was, like, 29? I don't know. Does that factor into your math at all? Or just, is that, are you just not waving team totals? No, team totals are definitely part of it. But at the same time, when the, when Philadelphia gets into the red zone on the five yard line, they're not handing the ball to Miles Sanders and having him pounded into the end zone. 
like they're, they're throwing him the ball, bro. Yeah, he he didn't score a rushing touchdown. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has now attempted, I think, roughly sixteen throws to Miles Sanders in the flat, and that was his first completion of the season. Uh, was that was that uh, like I think it was like a fifteen yard touchdown? Yeah, Miles Sanders dunked on Lindsey. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> but but the dunking the dunking is not done. Nope. Sammy, you nope. you you, buddy. You're you're not getting. I'm not letting you get away with this one. You shouldn't. I I actually need some, some legitimate <laughs> So the first dude, not it, not even this. Sam, okay, you go, you go, Sammy. Then I'll go. Please, please, please. Uh, so I played McCaffrey and Sanders because I'm not a fish. Uh, but the first guy I locked into all my cash game lineups and like all my tournament lineups was Jonathan Williams. I thought the Jonathan first guy was, in. First guy in. First guy in. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, he had 29. If you watch the, the game against Houston, like, he was just the guy. He got 29 touches. They were just, like, feeding him the rock. Like, I, I was, like, 5,300 at home. This is this is a stone lock. Like, he's going to get at least, like, 18, 20 touches here. And uh, I'm looking at the statistics now. He had 25 yards and one reception. That's not very good. Uh, why am I a fish? Why was this not the thing? Nobody played him. Uh, um, because so I looked at it and I ranked him very high in seasonal and I, I, I will, I'm not, I'm not even going to throw you under the bus. I also played him in like a, like not a ton of GPP, uh, because I, the stance I made was I played Daryl Williams, like I, a, a ball load. Uh, I think I'm like 55% of my MME teams. I played, I played Daryl Williams. So that got me off of Jonathan you Williams. You must've been, must been feeling good after that touchdown. Yeah, me. I felt, I felt yeah. very good. And then, uh, and then he died. So that was, that was pretty unfortunate. I, I thought Williams Jonathan Williams died. I thought he got hurt. He must get, he literally got eight rushing attempts and one target while Jordan Wilkins got 11 and three. Uh, so he might've, he might've gotten hurt. I don't know, but he for sure, either he got hurt or he got benched because after the first quarter, he was not in. All I I know is on on Friday, Davis Maddock texted me, Hey bro, check this out. I'm, I'm having a DM conversation with the Colts beat beat reporter. Anytime Davis says he has inside info, that's an immediate aware, like fade that situation. I mean, this same guy. Was that screenshot Dr. Davis or was that real? So that guy also told me that Williams was going to get all the work last week on Thursday. So I I got inside news from my guy in Dallas. Cole Beasley is going to get all the targets, all the targets. I mean, this is not even inside info. This is just DMing a beat writer, which any of you could do, but they probably don't respond to you because you have a peasant number amount of followers. I just... <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you get your edge is getting Jonathan Williams takes from beat writers in his eight dark... Well, right, yeah, now, yeah. Right, now we're, right now we're 50-50. He, he got one right. And I, 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 Sammy, I would assume he got hurt. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume that something comes out on Wednesday where they say, "Oh, you know, he he rolled over on his ankle or or whatever," because he it just he was out of the game after the first quarter, and it was just all they 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 gave Naheem Hines a goal line rushing touchdown. Oh, instead- I, I saw that. I'm like in the car, and I'm like promising not to look at scores. But at one point, like my wife kind of falls asleep, and I'm like, "Well, I'll just check one little score." Oh, the Colts scored. What's going on? Naheem Hines, one yard touchdown, and I like threw the phone down on the floor, and I didn't look again. That was the last. So time. what? So so I got off of Williams because 
it's cash games, bro. And you got to play, you got to, you got to play and got to play for the floor and Tuttle like, so the first dissenting opinion was Tuttle being like, dude, you can't, you can't play this guy on the swole cast. And then we moved his uh, market share of rushing up to 64%. Like that's high, dude. That like, that is like, if you're including like quarterback rushes and night, like that is a, a big chunk of their work. And he still was not hitting optimals. So I was like, okay, I just, I can't, I, I can't in good conscience play this guy in uh in cash game. So what, where, where did the Supreme confidence come from? You know what, bro? I'm, I'm, I'm take, I'm take, I, I, 29 touches the week before I watched the game. I watched the film. He, he watched was, the uh, games, bro. Jonathan Williams. Dude, I, I'm a fish. I guess I'm Nate, just a fish. Nate, like, you, this is your, saying. before we, before we talk about wide receivers and you get dunked on, this is your chance to call Sandy mentally weak. Well, I'm just saying to rip on me for playing Philip Lindsay to get 20 touches and who's gotten that significant workload the entire season. Yeah, but you didn't play Miles Sanders, which is way worse than playing. It's that's way worse than playing Jonathan Williams in flex. One, we knew one of these 5k running backs. It was between Williams. It was between uh, Lindsay and it was between Sanders. One of them was going to be a good play. One couple of them were going to be bad plays to take two of them though. I don't know. I wanted to fade the entire. I wish I would have played three or four wide receivers. Sanders, Sanders was just he like it. I wish I just played CMC and Fournette and faded the entire five K range. You just you don't learn. You never learn, Nate. There's a five K running back who like gets a bunch of targets <laughs> and is on a team with a thirty point team total. And Nate's like, I'm and Nate's out. like, dude, I wish I wish I doubled up on Christian Kirk with Sammy Watkins. <laughs> Nate has such big regrets. We've like shamed him out of the four wide receiver. No, that would be, that would be mentally weak, dude. Yesterday. The only teams that made money for me yesterday were my uh, Doyle Higby teams. My two tight end flex, uh, tight end and flex teams. That was the sharp team, bro. Winning teams. That was super sharp. All right. So moving to, moving to wide receiver, we have, uh, we have more differences here. I played Alshon Jeffrey, Auden Tate and Robert Woods. I think I shared zero of those players with you guys. I don't think you guys played any of them. I had Tate. I had Sammy, you played, Sammy, you played, uh, the sharp wide receiver grouping. Yeah. Yeah, Sammy, what, what you did, I think was good. Yeah, I played Devontae, Jeffrey, and Sterling Shepard, and they all scored touchdowns like within the first ten minutes. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh, it's it's lit. Like once No, oh lit. not not Alshon. I was tilting my face off when Sterling Shepard scored because that was that was a one v one for me was oh, yeah, was Alshon, Alshon versus because I had three hundred dollars left in my lineup with yeah. Sterling in it, and I I moved to uh, to Alshon. So for the first quarter I was really tilting that, and then for the remaining quarters I was like, Oh, it's fine. That's right. It was Devonte and Shepard that both scored super early, and they ended up smashing. And that's what like kind of ended up carrying my team. Um, just having your just having your receiver to score touchdowns uh, generally a good thing. And I wasn't that pumped on Adams and Shepard. Like obviously there was a bunch of weather there, and I was considering who was I considering? D.D. Westbrook, who I think did and Mike Evans and Mike Evans uh, instead. But obviously I went. Devonte and Shepard because you would have you would have been tilting that pretty good because Evans did Evans had eleven targets but did nothing. Yeah, yeah, because Jameis, you know, not that optimal. So, um, so I'm glad I went the the, the way I did. Like four touchdowns out of your three receivers is is pretty sweet. Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey at five point one, leading the league 
He had the biggest volume of any wide receiver any week this season. He had 267 air yards and 16 targets. I mean, he just uh, – Well, actually, do you, do you want to know who had more volume? Nobody. Robert Bob. Woods had 19 Bob. targets, buddy. Bob. Yeah, <laughs> Davis, Davis, how does it, how does it feel – to uh to to play Bob Woods in cash games and well, have him do you do, do you want to know what's sick? What's sick is that my other one v one was Devontae Parker versus Robert Woods, and and I I you couldn't I, have gone wrong there. Well, I was tilting it for the whole first for the whole first game. I was like, dude, I would have just been walking into cash. I would have been steamrolling everyone, and now I'm gonna have to beg for Robert Woods to get 15. And he had 15 at the end of the first quarter, and it was yeah. uh, that was pretty nice. So, Nate, do you wanna do you wanna revise your opinion of the uh, the weighted opportunity ranking for the Rams wide receivers, and and maybe say that Cooper Cup is not Michael Thomas now? Nope. I told you. <laughs> Like no L no L taking will be had on this show by no. <laughs> You I, said that Cooper Cup was Michael Thomas, dude. <laughs> I never said that he was legitimately Michael. I've been saying nine point five for Michael Thomas every week of the season. I would never play I've played Cooper Cup zero times in cash games this year. Um, but I still think Cooper Cup is going to be the low A dot, um, high catch rate guy in that offense. How are you? How are you going to feel at the end of the season when Bob Woods leads the Los Angeles Rams in Whopper? Well, how is that? Is how is that going to? Is that going to change how you feel? And by the way, he's done all of this with zero touchdowns. So if just like if just a little bit of that friendly regression hits him, no, well, I mean was, he does what have was that the rushing DR slack. What was the DR slack like when Bob Wood started going off? Were they just like roasting Nate? Uh yeah. Me and me and Dink were roasting Nate pretty hard. But also our our projections were like <clears throat> like very close one v ones away from like literally the best lineup. So uh, there was uh there was there was like a little bit of saltiness as well. But Dink Dink and I were just as every Robert Woods target, we were just like, this is gonna be the best podcast ever. There was a million five K wide receivers that were good plays. <laughs> There were four actually that were good plays, and and not including Alshon. They were they were Christian Kirk, they were Sammy Watkins, they were Robert Woods and Devontae Parker, and uh, two of them scored less than four points, and two of them scored over thirty points. Yeah, I, I the Christian Kirk thing was tilting because I I mean I I don't know the Alshon thing just killed me when I when I fade like I was looking at Alshon. Wait, versus- you didn't play Alshon Jeffrey? No, I played Shepard. Oh Kirk my and, uh, God, Shepard Kirk and Tate. Nate, what? your your team your team was bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I played Alshon, I this this was this was a mentally weak team. You played <laughs> Philip Lindsay and Auden Tate, but you were just like, if I could find two guys who are locked into like eight DK points, I found them. Yeah, I played Shepard and Kirk. Bro, that team, Jesus. <laughs> This is great because I, I literally didn't know who you played. Uh, yeah, uh, he did. He didn't join our three man. Nate refuses to. to no, I said the three man. You didn't join the three man. Yeah, he like Nate literally. Nate literally puts us on mute like an hour before lock, and this is what happens. He goes and plays Christian Kirk and uh, and Auden Tate and Philip Lindsay all in the same lineup. 
That okay. is completely off the rails. Christian Kirk was not a he, bad. He, okay, so here's the thing. He wasn't bad. Every, every site you looked at would have had him projected for more than, than – there's no Jay, way. I mean, Christian Jalen, Kirk – Jalen Ramsey, bro. Jalen Ramsey. Christian Kirk was in a great spot. The highest – like, the highest projected plays on the slate. He was clearly leading uh, Arizona from, uh, from any metric you look at. Um, like I, I don't feel bad about Christian. Kirk. Okay, can I, can I, uh, can I get, can I get my hand in the dirt and and make one take here? Oh my! If you if you quote some defense, like I'm not, I'm not quoting any defense versus position stuff. I'm gonna say in your calculus, do you do you, do you even think about the fact that Jalen Ramsey was gonna be shadowing him? I consider Jalen Ramsey in that. I consider the defense as a whole. I don't individual position. I so I will say I had. I had Christian Kirk in, and uh, my good friend Andrew Wiggins from Establish the Run was just like, dude, like literally Jalen Ramsey is going to be all over him. You can't play him. And, and I was like, you know what? I thought that, that Woods versus Parker versus Watkins was close enough, and um, I liked having the flexibility to choose between those three guys, uh, we, uh, obviously we not actually, with Parker. We were actually robbed. The listeners were robbed of you playing Sammy Watkins in cash yet again. I, if Sammy – well, here, I almost, I almost swapped. I almost you swapped. and asked, who's going to get more points, Woods or Watkins? And I legit said Woods, and then well, you I, when he did. I you thought maybe I was – I thought maybe I was behind – because and then and then Alshon got the bonus and it like it was fine but like I was I was kind of uh, wavering on the edge of thinking uh, I was behind. We could have had another Davis Matic epic swap and another Sammy Davis Matic Sammy Watkins in cash. If day. here's the thing, if I Damn. would have swapped off of Damn. Bob Woods to Sammy Watkins and gotten zero points, this it would have been the last. I I would not have done the show. You guys would have had to have done this without me. I just <laughs> I I was not going to be there for that. So That's I just such a shame. Damn. Yeah. I'm sorry, listeners. Well, like, and here's the thing. I probably would have done it, but on Saturday in college football, I made a, a 1v1 swap thinking I was behind where uh, the guy I swapped off of, Najee Harris for Bama, I think he got like 35. I swapped to a Bama wide receiver who got like nine. And uh, I just, I'm like, you know what? I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to swap unless I am compl- like 100% dead or for injury reasons. And uh, so maybe that saved me some chip uh, on Sunday. Oh, yeah. I mean, most people underutilize late swap. Davis overutilizes it. Like, you should get out of the house on Sunday. Never swap. I should. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, that's, that was that. Those were, those were the wide receivers. Um, you know, the, the, two, the two tight end team was good. I just – I don't know if I could have ever brought myself to play it in cash. Two tight ends in cash just feels terrible because every time I look at, like, any sort of generalistic position stuff – Tight ends just have the lowest ceiling of any position, you know. So jamming two of those guys in cash would feel bad, but maybe on this week it would have been sure. So, so what would we have done if Zacharis was out? Because I don't think that I could have not played Dallas. I could. I would have. I would have played. I would have played that. I would have played um, Lamar, the CMC, Miles Sanders. Uh, but I would not have played Alshon. I think I would have played Mike Evans and Devontae Adams at wide receiver. If Ertz was out, you wouldn't have played. If Ertz was out, I think because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have wanted. Play. I would not have wanted three Eagles without the quarterback. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have played three Eagles. I probably wouldn't have played Alshon either. But Alshon I, was I, right I, there with these other guys. If there was, 
if you bumped his target share up a couple percentage, like he would have become the, I guarantee you all optimals across the. Anyway. No, I, I, I'll tell you right now. I don't, I, even without looking, I know what the daily road to optimal would have been. It would have been Carson Wentz. It would have been CMC, Miles Sanders, Devonte Adams, uh, expensive wide receiver, Alshon Jeffrey, Tyler Higby, Dallas Goddard and, uh, Eagles or, uh, uh, Brown's defense. Brown's D, yeah. You would have had to make, make a mental swap because you felt uncomfortable with, with that many. It, well, not, a, not a, a mentally weak swap is what we call it yes, here. You would have had to swap off of the, the nuts. But Alshon would have been a must play if, if Hertz was out. Yeah. So, so that's that. Um, what I don't did know. Like, end up doing? Did he get. I think, I think he did literally nothing. Who? Did he get targeted? Uh, he dropped. He dropped a touchdown. Zach Ertz. Oh, I'm just shocked at how much volume Alshon got. I mean, that was. Oof. Yeah, yeah that was, that was kind of running hot. Honestly, like we we ran hot with Alshon. What do you mean? Kind of. He literally had the m- more air yards than any other receiver of any week this season. Two hundred six. He he beat Mike Evans. He beat anybody. I mean, it's insane. I'll, I'll be well, honest, and I and I know that that Cardi listens to this pod, so shout out Derek Cardi. He was the one who kind of got me onto Alshon with with a little Twitter rant. Um, I was not like that. I, I was considering him, but he wasn't like a big part of my player pool until Cardi kind of like told me he yeah. needed to play him, and I did. Cardi, Cardi, and I played. Cardi and I played the same team first time this year. Cardi won. Like, you didn't have the same team. Cardi had Chiefs D, didn't he? No, Cardi played the Browns D, and Maybe. Cash. I saw Cardi in like the spy or whatever at like fifth or sixth or something. And he had Chiefs D. I mean, maybe he, maybe he won V one some, like maybe he does that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I just, I know that, I know that, uh, well, maybe, I mean, maybe he did play, maybe he did play the Chiefs D. I don't know. He plays blitz optimal two in GPPs. Maybe. I, yeah. I mean, honestly, I I mean, maybe, I guess when I was talking with him, I didn't, I, I didn't talk to him about defense, but yeah, we ended up on, uh, man, I, I, I really, real, I feel very blessed to have not played Sammy Watkins. I just like, uh, I, I can't even it. tell you guys. Dude, I, I mean, you guys have to realize. The like, show Davis, is missing out. Yeah. Davis was texting us like Thursday and Friday, like, yeah, I think I'm playing Sammy Watkins, uh, you know, yeah, big target share, like big team total, you know. And uh, God, that would have been great. Do you know how much Sammy Watkins costs next week uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs on the road against the New England Patriots with Stephon Gilmore covering Tyreek Hill? 3300 4500 dude? Don't do it, Davis. Actually, do it. We, we, need some, we need some fun on the show. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Nate lost, and uh, that's always fun for the listeners, but I, I think the listeners like it the most when you lose. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't even. There's no. There's no debate about it. They they like when I lose because unlike Nate, not only not only do I take an L, but I'm like funny while I do it. When Nate is when Nate's taking an L, he's like, I never said that Cooper Cup was like Michael Thomas, and like it's just like he he just he'll he won't eat the L. I, I projected Lindsay for nine percent of targets for nine percent. You have to understand. You, oh, that is that is actually the classic Nate line. Is the you you just you don't understand. <laughs> you dude you don't you just you don't you don't understand i did not expect miles sanders to get 90 percent of the rushing attempt share i don't think anybody did um i mean we didn't expect him to get 90 percent, but we expected him to get most of it 
I thought you told me DRs had him under 50% rushing attempt share before lock. Here, I will tell I will I will look right now. I will I will I will even go I'll I bet if I look from Thursday to Monday, so every running back that played, I bet that he is one of the 10 highest projected scorers at the running back position. What was his rushing attempt share? I'm pulling it up right now. Nate, he was 60% owned, bro. I know. 60%. Yeah. Um, Miles Sanders, we had projected for a 47% rushing share and a 9.8% target share. Projected him for 14.99 DraftKings points. And what did you have Lindsay projected for? Let me scroll down, scrolling down, scrolling down further. Uh, we had him projected for 56.2% market share of the rushing attempts, 9% of the targets, 12.86 DraftKings points. So more rushing attempt share, more target share. Yeah, but, but and fewer points. Fewer points. So, fewer so points. Uh, a but big, a big... Because of, because of scoring efficiency and everything else like that. Which hey, you want points. Points are good. So a big part of, like a, a big part of our... Um, like a big part of our projection system, like a very big part of it is baked into Vegas stuff. Like it's, it's very, it's very relative to not only team total, but also like historic simulations of like what happens in games with that total, with that spread, so on and so forth. So uh, like being like a, being like a road dog with a rookie quarterback making his first NFL start against a good NFL team. It was like kind of a, uh, a tough situation to be playing. Um, what's his dick in? Pretty sure they were at home. Yeah. No. Were they at home? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Cortland yeah. Sutton. Cortland Sutton's just too much of an alpha to play Philip Lindsay, though. Yeah, Cortland Sutton. Luckily, had had him in some GPP that saved me a little bit. Seriously, there was like no way you could have gone wrong with those five K wide receivers. I mean, Sutton. Devon. Uh, buddy, buddy, there is a way you could have gone wrong. And you could have played. It. You could have played Christian Kirk and Sammy Watkins. Well, I didn't play Sammy Watkins, but Kirk was dust. Oh my gosh, that was tilting. Will you ever play Christian Kirk again, or is oh, this yeah. Whopper too low now? I have gotten him wrong. The one I played Christian Kirk probably seven times in cash games this year. The one week I didn't, he put up forty-five points, and then this week he puts up three to whop to every other receiver's thirty. Jalen Ramsey, bro. Got yeah, you. Matchup. I don't even know what happened. I was so tilted. Did Did we all play Tyler Higby? Yeah. I mean, literally, not even worth discussing. He just he was. That was the true first guy in. He was only fifty five percent owned. Yeah, that's that that's was actually the only reason I got even somewhat close to. I, I bubbled a bunch of like the five dollar single entry. I made it because fifty percent of people faded him. That's wild. I just, I guess people played Doyle. Like Doyle was pretty chalky. Doyle, Doyle was the best play until uh, Gerald Everett. Yeah, Doyle, Doyle. 44% owned in the single five entry, the giant uh, five, $5 double. DFS isn't insane. dead, Date. There's, there's like, uh, there's a little, we got, a, we got a little bit left. Should I feel fish for Sterling Shepard? Why? I mean, he, he put up 13, but, I mean, he got smashed by every other play at that. He got he was, got lucked out by that touchdown. Yeah. Ran good. Was Shepard a bad play? I don't think you should – I don't think you should feel bad for for anything. Like, if you if you played Sterling Shepard, if you didn't play Sterling Shepard, I, I think either way 
it's fine. I thought he was like a good play. I didn't think that he was some home run. I mean, he's still attached to Daniel Jones. And uh, I mean, theoretically, someday Saquon Barkley is going to score fantasy points again, right? Like maybe. Unlikely. He's yeah. dust after one year. Uh, like imagine, I'm like I play, I play a lot of lineups on Sundays, and I didn't play Saquon Barkley in one. Like Zero. I just was not playing that guy. He's horrible, dude. Because like, <laughs> what he does is he just he just tries to hit the home run every play. Like it's crazy. You you watch a Giants game, and it, it's just him dancing in the backfield every play. He's got fancy foot syndrome. I heard news that he was going to be chalky. Uh, did that end up happening, or was that like a FanDuel thing? Because I knew he was cheap on FanDuel. So people did play him over Leonard Fournette and stuff on FanDuel? Yeah. Guys, what are we going to do about this Leonard Fournette thing? He's terrible. Why do we keep playing him? Allergic Dude, to he, the NFL, he is, he, Allergic. He literally, you, you there spend... is something about him that doesn't – like he can't function. Can, in... I, can I tell you what it is about him? He's too he fat and slow, dude. He cannot – so, like, he, he can't get, he can't get the momentum from the, the one – from the he one. He just gets the ball and stops. <laughs> like, you spend – No force. You spend all – the whole Jaguars game, you wait. You're like, oh, get to the one-yard line, please, because that's the only way he can score. And then they do, and, and he, he sucks. Three yards. <laughs> he loses three yards. I literally was like, oh, gosh, Minshew's in the game second half. We're finally going to get it. And then we literally got it. We literally got a a, a, one-yard line, dude. And it was he lost two yards on it. I almost threw my computer. I was – Well, here's the thing. The Jags coaches are huge donkeys because they don't do the spread it out at the goal line and then hand it to Fournette. They do jumbo package, bring in the three tight ends, bring in the defensive tackle to play fullback and just try and run through. Surround the fat guy with a bunch of fat guys and try to bat it into the end. He hits the hole with absolutely no force. It is. Yeah. (laughs) It's. You literally just have to hope that the defense like falls down. Like he can't jump. It's not like he's hopping over the um, – Oh, dude. Bro, he had, he had 11 targets, and what do you get, 17 points? 11 dude, targets he, and 18 points. He put, oh my and, and, and by the way, these were like the most giving – like he got a fourth and 22 reception. Like <laughs> he had nine receptions and 18 18- he he really what it was is it was a very Dallas Goddard esque performance in the sense say. of like he just he catches the target and then just falls down. This is Goddard esque. So I mean, how many people? What was he owned? Because I know he, he made it into a lot of single digits, dude. No one, no one had like it's people are too mentally weak to click on Leonard Fournette. What are we for playing him, dude? I mean, he had the worst. Like his team lost by twenty the whole game. His quarterback had four turnovers in the first half, got benched, and he only lost to Devontae by what seven points, Sammy. Roughly, how many did Devonte get? But did Devonte Adams? Yeah, yeah Adams had Adams had twenty four point four. Yeah, so he Adams. lost. To, he lost to Devonte Adams, who scored twice by six points. Yeah, you guys should have played Devonte. I, I I just thought he was Devonte was easily the best wide receiver play of the. Game. I I I would have for sure played the Devonte Adams lineup, um, and played a five k running back. I probably would have played Lashawn McCoy. Did you guys go mentally weak because of weather? Yeah, that's where I was just getting to. Is without without the weather, I would have just locked. I just would have played Adam straight up. I decided to be mentally strong and just like forget about it. I mean, the, because the Sam, reality- your version of mentally strong is getting hungover and not opening up your laptop. 
Like just ignoring whatever happens Sunday morning. (laughs) That's strength, bro. That's that dude, dude. I mean that's meant that's mentally strong as it gets. Yeah. Dude, there wasn't there wasn't wind. I mean that was that was the thing. There was wind. I saw like pretty heavy wind in the in the Tampa Jacksonville game, and it wasn't nearly as bad, even though it was snowing in New York. And I was just like, well, you know, screw it. Like, you know how I like the snow games, Nate? Snow games are lit. I, I dude, I smash on snow games. I knew this would would happen, and Devonte and Sterling scored right away, and it was like, oh, I'm I'm winning money. It's happening. So uh, I want to I want to talk about some of these prices that we have for next week because can, we, can uh, I just tilt the showdown yeah. slate? James White oh, yeah. literally, Sammy James White literally put up the ceiling game of his life. Dude, he had play. he had like I think 38 DraftKings points after you guys played him in catch. <laughs> he had one yard. <laughs> He he did everything. He had the fourteen targets. He had the uh, ten plus rushing attempts. It was the game uh, if I life. can if I can tilt a little more. Leone had me convinced to lock James White in showdown, like lock him, play him in one hundred percent of like four hundred and fifty teams, and I I like chickened out at the last second and played him like forty eight percent. Fourteen rushing attempts and eleven targets. Eleven targets with two touchdowns. He literally didn't even get the bonus. He only had 98 yards receiving. He could, oh. That was what Jonathan Williams was supposed to do, you guys. Yeah. So, uh, so next week, we, we, Nate, we don't have Miles Sanders on the slate. How does that make Thank you feel? God. Vance, Vance McDonald? How owned is Vance McDonald at 4,300 against the Arizona Cardinals going to be? Uh, depends how many tweets Miz puts out there. With with old Duck Hodges under at the helm. Duck Hodges is a straight G, bro. Like yeah, he, he had some nice he had some nice passes. Uh, <sighs> Jameis is sixty four hundred at home to the Indianapolis Colts. So Nate's probably just clicking that button right there. No, I'm I'm also clicking that button. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's he's. Just- I will probably just play Mahomes. I think. How about Drew Brees at home for 5.9? You're going to play Mahomes on the road at New England? Yeah, it looked really intimidating for the Houston Texans last night. What if New England isn't good? What if, what if, all, of the available, what if all of the available data suggests their offense is horrible and their defense is above average? And that's all that we got. You know what? This happens every year, though. Like, New England's like, oh, they're false. All they do is beat up on, you know, Buffalo and the Jets, blah, 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 blah. And then they just luck box through the playoffs and things happen. Well, they're going to get, they're going to get a, they're going to get a first round bye, and they're going to have to beat Baltimore. And if they beat Baltimore, they'll make the Super Bowl. And if they lose to Baltimore, they won't. I don't think any, do you think that Bill Belichick was sandbagging in that first matchup and that he's got like some I No, no, that he does not do that. Dude, Alvin Kamara is down at 7K. Well, it's because they play. It's because they play San Francisco, San Francisco. It's at home. I mean, Michael Thomas is eighty. Easy. Michael Thomas is eighty three hundred. Oh, easy, oh, yeah. Easy New Orleans stack. Oh yeah, dude. That's we have awesome. a we have a huge we have a huge Kamara's price hike for Devonte Adams though. He's up. He's up to eight k. My boy, DJ Moore, seven thousand dollars at Atlanta. Dude, literally the Alvin Kamara MT has to be like. That's who, that's where you start your lineup. Oh right? uh, well, you know who we're going to be playing in cash next week, right? Do you, do you know? No, bro. 
Patrick freaking Laird is going to be the starting running back for the Miami Dolphins, and he's 4,100. He's like, I'm not even kidding you. He's like the play. Oh, tis the season. It's it's the season. He is he is 4,100 uh, against the New York Jets. He had five targets in this game, scored 16 DraftKings points. Oh, he scored a touchdown. And and got the two point conversion right after. No way. Oh. Dude, what was twi- what was Overzet's Twitter like? I, it was, was great. He's, totally he, we are we are DMing him like today to get him on the Tate Cast. Oh man, we should have had him on this show. I didn't. I I was I only played him in like two percent of my lineups. I was fraudulent. Yeah, no, call, you call me a disingenuous tout now. Says says Overzet. What a <laughs> what a king. Uh, we're probably gonna play one of the Chiefs running backs. With, yeah, Darwin. Uh, with Williams being. Out. It depends. I mean, it, it depends on if Damian comes. Like, if Damian is healthy, I will just jam Damian in. This yeah, is this saying, is really good for your for your four and ten uh, zero RB teams, Davis. <laughs> that Darwin Thompson is here. No, no, not nights. It's, it's much more like it's a, actually a killer that Damian was hurt in week thirteen because this was the first week of the playoffs for the best ball championship, and I got eighteen teams through, and I I really I would imagine that Damian was on at least half of those. Oh uh, yeah. Tough scenes. Tough scenes. I don't know. Next week. Next week seems uh, like I don't see. I don't know. Is there? A, oh, we might get a. We might get a mega punt tight end. We might get Ian Thomas for Carolina against Atlanta with Greg oh. Olson out. Oh yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm just dude. Those punt tight ends, baby. Like this is the only reason I'm making money this year. This yeah, they've great. been they've been good. Caden Smith, bro. What a Caden legend. Caden. Yeah, I didn't even get to talk about Thanksgiving when I smashed all the money. Who was it? Caden? Is that the Jaden, one? Jaden, Jaden Graham. Jaden. I don't even know who these guys are, but they just. Jesper, Jesper Horstead catching a touchdown might have been like the pinnacle of my touting career. <laughs> that was pretty good. I saw the tweets. I seen them. Yeah. How'd your How Thanksgiving go, Nate? Oh, they're, they are. Dude, I think they have got to have the worst goal line offense in NFL history. I didn't give him his eye. I mean, I had a couple teams without MT, but MT sunk a couple of my. I uh, I of course, I of course, just made a rule across every lineup I made uh, to min one Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. So I was completely grouped out from the nuts. He loved that. You don't, you don't love it that much. Did not go. I mean, I, I hate Taysom Hill so much. When Taysom Hill. Oh, no. I mean, if you I hey Nate, if you if you want to look, we did not do a two, uh, Thursday night go cast because I would have been tilting hard Taysom Hill. I mean, uh, if we uh, if we're really thinking about it though, playing against San Francisco is actually probably good for Kamara and for Michael Thomas because th- well, they're going to be, be used. They're yeah, they're not they're not going to be able to get away with using Taysom Hill against no. against the Forty Nine ers. Stick around with Taysom Hill here in the red zone when you have. Well, why, why haven't teams figured out that when Taysom Hill comes in, he's getting the ball like 98% of the time? He's always getting the ball. Like, it's such a bust, and yet... I, I like, hate watching him play. I think the way he plays is so stupid. It just, it, his existence... Every time he gets on the field, I get upset. Like, just... Yeah. Even on, uh, block, I was tilting. Like... <sighs> and, like, the thing is, is, like, stupid boomers who watch football just love this guy. They're like, oh, my... It's really so tilting. Like, everyone's Sammy's age. See, loves I consider him. this a personal I wife because I love it. I love <laughs> it. Yeah, because you're a freaking boomer, dude. 
my wife like, trying to watch that. I can do game. everything. He can rush. He can throw. He can catch. Oh! He blocks punts. This guy. The most tilting thing about the whole thing was my wife's watching the game with me, and she goes, as he blocks the punt and then returns it, she goes. Did you play that guy? He se- he seems good. I'm tilting my face off about this guy, and she, her first. Did you play that guy? He seems good. <laughs> you you should have played him, Nate. <laughs> that is. Dude, people play Taysom Hill <laughs> one like six figures. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, all you had to, all you had to do was was Captain Taysom Hill, and you were you were just printing. That's yeah, I'm sorry, Siege made made money you know no no big t big t is the uh big t is the the boyo with Taysom. he loves Taysom hill hashtag giblets giblets yeah. season he's, he's so i don't know I, like uh do we do we think that uh what what are what are we thinking on this new england kansas city game because i bet i bet this total is going to be super high like probably one of the highest of the week smash kansas city bring it back with edelman print yeah, what does Edelman cost? We're gonna need we're gonna need a min play in this slate. Like we're gonna need like a twenty five hundred dollar tight end or a three K wide receiver or a four K running back to make stuff work in this slate. How much is James White? Oh no, he's oh yeah. Well, no one uh, plan. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will say this though: very very high chance of me playing the Bengals defense twenty one hundred dollars against the Cleveland Browns. That just the Cleve, they are just they are a joke, dude. This division broke so perfectly for them to make the playoffs. They have a a, a team that's going to win like two games all year. They have the Steelers down to their third string quarterback, and they've gotten games against like the Dolphins and stuff. And they're they're going to miss the playoffs. Like how insane is that? I, bro, I was so mad when you sent the picks that we're using in our pentathlon, and you took Cleveland. I'm like, no way that works. Cleveland had zero percent chance to winning this game. I mean, you're like if you're if you think your team is going to do one thing or the other, you're you can swap it. I don't really I don't care that much, bro. It's it was one. It was one. It was a one point spread. Baker versus Duck Hodges, bro. First off, Duck Hodges is good. Second, it was the it was the helmet smash revenge game narrative. You knew Pittsburgh was going to come out and, and pimp Cleveland up. Of course, we're all going to be playing this Tampa Bay Indianapolis game. It's going to have the highest toll in the week. Will it? I bet it will. Here's the thing. Every, well, we, we are, we're probably going to get a minimum wide receiver in that game. Yeah. Whether, whether it's Marcus Johnson, Paris Campbell, or Ashton Doolittle. Chester Rogers is um, on, the, on the IR. He fractured his leg. Devin Funches is on the IR. Paris Campbell is out. So we, uh, we might be in a situation where we are playing Marcus Johnson uh, Here's the spoiler, spoiler alert for next week's GoCast. I'm going to play one of Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, and I will be 100% wrong. I don't me. think you will, actually. I think that's probably pretty unlikely. I bet I will. It's gonna no, because you're going to be playing – you're going to be – well, you'll be, you'd be fading CMC then. Dude, it's going to be a massive total. Or are you, are you, you're going to fade CMC then? I don't know. Yeah, CMC's but, discounted down to 10.3. I, well – I mean, I, I will. I will probably be playing CMC. Godwin's down at seven three. You know what I'm gonna do is, is I'm gonna play Dalvin Cook and say, oh, you know, he's such a better value than CMC. I just had to play him. Godwin and Evans are both seven two and seven three, so I'm playing one of them. I just don't. I don't see how you make it work. Sammy's gonna get- play Dalvin. I mean, no, you, you know, know what Sammy's gonna do? Watch. He's gonna play Henry. It's. <laughs> Oh my gosh! If Sammy played, play Sammy gonna play, dude. 
Derrick Henry is 8,200. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> Next Derrick year, Henry do a show on on Mondays every week, and we build each other's lineup. So we build. <laughs> Nate, Nate, I legit, I legit, I I think I was two v two away from building your team on Friday. I sent it in our group chat. I gotta go find it now. You probably had Jameis in it, which I did. I did. I had Jameis in it. I I'm, I really want to go find it. I want to build sign up for next week. <laughs> Sammy, he's gonna he's gonna have Taysom Hill in it. He's, yeah, he's, he, oh, Sammy. Oh no, I I lineup. I'm in. I I messed up. I messed up your team because I included Miles Sanders in it. So he was too good of a play. Yeah, I can't do that. To be in there, too sharp. Too sharp for me. Too sharp. Couldn't. Get um. There. Yeah, so everyone be very excited for Patrick Laird in your cash game lineups next week. Uh, make sure to check out dailyroto.com, and uh, we will be back next week with the Gilcast. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.